Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. But even that short period of time keeps us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, also helps us to have a more spiritual mindset, to be able to deal with whatever the day throws at us. And it keeps us strong in our faith and even helps us grow in our faith since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their direction, don't you? You know people who need to strengthen their faith. Help them along that line by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make up your mind and make that commitment and then follow through and start sharing today with your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing to help somebody ultimately get to heaven. That's a great blessing for them for sure, but it's also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and follow through and start sharing these short studies today. We're going to get back into our study asking the question, do you have anything to be thankful for? Well, of course you do. We all do. Every single one of us. But a lot of people, they are kind of negative in their perspective of life. They think that things are really bad in their lives. And they they think that, you know, just kind of life is against them or whatever the circumstances in which they might live that's just got them down. And and it's just almost a totally negative perspective that they carry with them each day as they go through life. How sad that is. Well, you know, the devil will pull us down if we let him. If we let him have place in our life. The Apostle Paul said, give no place to the devil. Well, we need to take that to heart. And if the only way he can pull us down and pull us away from God is to help us, well, well, to stimulate us, to continue to think negatively, that we have nothing to be thankful for, that everything is just bad, that life is just horrible for us, that it's beaten us down, well, then that's the opening that he will use, the wedge that he will try to put in place between us and God. But we've been talking about in this particular study that we have a great deal of good for which to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, in fact, says, Give thanks in everything. Now, that did not say give thanks for everything, for every specific situation or circumstance that might come up in your life, because there are some negatives. We get sick. We get injured. We have financial setbacks. We have disappointments from others through relationships. We have deaths of loved ones or family members. Well, those are not necessarily things for which we should be thankful. But what Paul is saying, and he's writing this to Christians who have recognized the better way of life, and that is Christianity, following God, walking with him and Christ on a consistent and obedient, faithful basis, the Christian can be thankful in all circumstances. Even through the negative times or whatever the negative situations might be, we can still be thankful because we're Christians. We know that this life is not all there is, that we're looking forward to an eternal home in heaven with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, and there won't be any negatives there. 
no setbacks, no injuries, no sickness, no dying, no pain, no suffering, no crying. We talked about that in Revelation chapter 7. Well, that's what we're looking for. And because we're looking for that, we're, we've got our, our main focus set on eternity, we can be thankful even when difficult times confront us in this world. We need to recognize all of the good in our lives. We made the, we emphasize what James wrote in James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. If you have some things that you would look at and say, yeah, that, that truly is a good thing in my life. That's something that is good. Well, then that is a blessing from God. You need to recognize because without God, there is no standard for goodness. If we take God out of the picture, how in the world do you define good or goodness? It's just up to the individual, and everybody has a different perspective, a different opinion, and it changes on a regular basis. But God, God introduces us to and guides us in true goodness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, the Apostle Paul wrote, Who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you, did, if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You see, God is the giver of blessings, of true goodness. The reasons for us to be thankful to God are really too numerous to count. We talked about most basic. We should simply be thankful for God, that he's there, that he is our creator. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, and verses 1 and 2, we read this. Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made, giving of thanks, be made for what or whom? Giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Well, now, are there some people with whom you have been confronted in your life who uh, you would say that was a really negative experience, really bad experience? Well, there are some evil people out there. There's no question about that. But what about your parents? Are you thankful for them? What about your siblings? Are you thankful for them? Grandparents? Are there some friends you have for whom you are thankful what about some of your work associates who are encouraging and are very positive influences in your life? Are you thankful for them? If you're a Christian, what about fellow Christians? Are you thankful for the encouragement and the strength that you gain from being with them and knowing them and being associated with them? And there, here's one that some people would have a, a difficult time with, and that's when Paul says, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, that's not saying that every single government official or politician who rises to a position of authority and influence within our land or in any nation is necessarily a good person or someone who is doing the right things in his position of authority and leadership. 
But the idea of that authority, that leadership, civil government, if we want to call it that, well, God designed mankind to be led by, governed, overseen by, on a physical basis, on a civil basis, civil authority. And that brings us order. It also is designed by God to bring us laws, and that's part of the order, that are for our benefit and protection, and even for our gain. And so we need to be praying for our government officials. Do they, at times, make bad decisions? Do they evidence ungodliness? No question about it. But we need to pray for them perhaps even more during those times that God will help them see the light, so to speak, and guide them back to make the right decisions and respect God in all that they do in their positions of government leadership. We need to be thankful for our brothers and sisters in Christ. That is, if we're Christians. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 15, the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, Paul is writing this to the church at Ephesus, to those Christians within that congregation. And he says, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Remember that Jesus said that we are to love one another as he has loved us. We're to love one another as he has loved us, and the world should be able to see Christ in us by the love that we exhibit toward one another as faithful followers of Christ. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Jesus loved us enough to die for us. Do you have parents again who have been good influences in your life? Now, I know that not all parents are the best influences, but what about yours? Are you thankful for them? Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with with verse 1, says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. Well, godly parents we are to be thankful for to be thankful for. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2, here again the apostle Paul focuses on thankfulness for our brothers and sisters in Christ. He says, "We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers." Do you give thanks to God for your brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you mention them in your prayers on a regular basis, whatever their needs might be, or just that God would watch over them and take care of them and protect them and bless them? In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth. You ought to love your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you ought to live in such a way that they will love you as well. And be thankful for you. So that you can be the influence upon them that God has designed 
for you to be as a Christian, a member of his family, a member of the body of Christ, the church, to strengthen and encourage Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. Well, we need to be thankful, and we should be thankful, that God has blessed us to be in the body of Christ, the church. When we look at Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, and here Paul writes, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now that one body is the church. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 tells us that we as Christians are blessed with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. And in that same first chapter of Ephesians, verses 22 and 23, we're told that Christ is the head uh, over all things to the church, which is his body. So when we compare that to what Paul wrote in Colossians 3 and verse 15, where he says, the peace of God rule in your hearts, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body and be thankful. That is the church. Well, you talk about something for which we should be profoundly and continually thankful is to be a member of the Lord's church, the body, the church that belongs to Jesus Christ. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray together. Father, help us to open our eyes and see all that we have for which to be thankful. And you bless us so abundantly, so continually, so richly. Help us to recognize that, Father, and to thank you properly. And please continue to bless us. Again, help us to see our blessings and to recognize that they are blessings truly from you. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.